How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got Gloria Vanderbilt and Maya Angelou, two incredible women on one incredible episode. If you like the performers, you gotta check them out at the Magnet Theater every Saturday at 7.30 p.m. on a show called the Armando Diaz Experience. And uh, before we get to the episode proper, a couple of quick announcements from me, your host, Jared Berenstein. Uh, our first stand-up 2020 show was an unbelievable success. We registered some voters. We raised some money for voting rights organizations. Our next one is going to be Friday, December 6th at 7 p.m. at the Pitt Theater on 24th Street. And then we've got the next three dates after that as well, the first Friday of every month in January february and march and then we will update you guys on the schedule after that but for the meantime uh check us out on the pit theater website on my website jarrettberenstein.com slash calendar and look for stand up 2020 come check out the show it's for a great cause and we have incredible comedians on there and don't forget that you can always check out the freshest episodes of famous dead people every monday at 3 p.m on radio free brooklyn you can hit us up at famous dead people at radiofreebrooklyn.org you can buy my book the kellyanne conway technique you can rate and review the podcast and tell your friends you can check out the videos that i upload Upload every Tuesday on YouTube and my Facebook fan page and just jarrettberenstein.com for all the latest updates on upcoming projects and live shows. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Maya Angelou and Gloria Vanderbilt only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know, famous dead people, famous dead people, famous stories stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are early 20th century artist, author, actress, and fashion designer, socialite, and heir to the Vanderbilt family fortune, Gloria Vanderbilt. Ahoy, hoy. And American poet, singer, and civil rights activist, famous for her series of autobiographies, starting with 1969's I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, Maya Angelou. Mm, love. Love you all. Uh, Ms. Angelou, Ms. Vanderbilt, yes. mm. thank you so much for being with us here today oh, on Famous Dead People. It's so good uh, to yeah. be in this dirty studio. Mm, yes. Uh, you know, I walked in and I said, ooh, this is the nastiest place I have ever <laughs> oh, I been in. I said come the on. same. I said, what is, is this place ever been cleaned? Uh, come on, guys. Ever? We're, we're in a very... I was mostly looking at Jarrett when I said that. <laughs> oh, oh, honey, I was too. The, oh. the rest of the studio is immaculate, but <laughs> yes, Jerry but is just a... She's a, just a, a veritable peak pen Hot mess. Hot mess. I've been a little busy. Okay. I haven't had mm. all the time that I'd like for personal maintenance, but this is, this is the last piece of work. I'll go home. I'm going to trim my beard. I'm going to take a okay. shower. Ooh, I'll be, right. I wish I had been more presentable for two such accomplished and incredible women. Uh, thank you. Mm, yes, cute. thank you. Um, I'll take it. I'll start off with uh, <laughs> Gloria Vanderbilt, uh, if well, I may. All right, let's do it. So there are many reasons why someone like yourself would be universally known. Mm. Obviously, just being a Vanderbilt is a huge thing. It's a heavy crown to wear, Jared. Yes. Uh, and so you have your work as an artist. You have your work yes. as a model, a fashion designer. Uh -huh. But you all, you started off your life as one of the most famous people in the world because you were the subject of a very high-profile child custody trial. Oh, was I ever. In which your mother and yes. your aunt each sought custody and control over your trust fund. It was called the trial of the century in 1930. Ugh, mm. which mommy was and auntie. awfully yes. presumptuous, I think. Yes, it was so early. But <laughs> they knew. They, look, they looked into this little girl's eyes and they knew nothing could beat this trial trial this whole century <laughs> never look at, look at how this is affecting this poor young girl yes and her trust and uh, no murders will ever uh, eclipse definitely this great trial definitely no double murders <laughs> there was there was no court tv then jared oh, that's so right. it had to be on all the papers and they all people agreed. had to read about it they had to read mm. so your they, aunt claimed yes that your mother was unfit mm -hmm. so this trial dredged up a lot of dirt yes. against your mother and you were dirt, so young. like this Studio. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. And we can just—I mean, mm. we we got to stop roasting the studio, guys. Oh. This is Radio Free Brooklyn it's, is our host. Oh, they are allowing us to be here to use the studio. Okay. Right. It's just we're used to a certain—I mean, you're a Kennedy honor, mm. aren't you? Center honor person, aren't you, Maya? You know, and and I'm just used to being in a place where, well. 
you know, I said studio and really I just meant Jarrett. And yes, because exactly. I'm, I'm trying, you exactly. know, to spread love. The two know. of you are and used to a higher class of human to look at. I apologize. That yeah. looks so scraggly. Yes. And I know that this is going to be such a thing. I would have dappered myself up a little bit. Uh, we, we please. So uh, I see the, the, your ascot less. <laughs> and I've never, I mean, I, uh, I, I've never. You know, during the break, I'll make, I'll go, I'll go into the bathroom and trim my beard for a little bit. And then please. I'll be a little more presentable for you later. Please. Put on some sort of top hat. So, of some sort of, of some hat. sort some sort a monocle please mm. go I'll to see. the vending machine go with a monocle I'll go to the vending machine and get myself an ascot and some spats yes please okay. I, they have them don't they I hope so. so they have to all this dirt is being dredged up against your mother mm -hmm. and you're so young at the time you're about six years old but did any of these allegations happen while you were in the courtroom? Did you see these people saying these awful things about your mother during this trial? I did, Jared, I did. And as a six-year-old, I had very good taste, and I could agree with some of them, some of the things that are being said about my mother. Wait, so you were she, sitting there, like, watching all these lawyers like, sling mud on your mom, and some of the things you were like, I was oh, like, yes. Yes, I agree with that. I nodded my head, even, <laughs> and I said, mm, yes, this is not untrue, these things. What were some of the things that you agreed with? Oh, they said... Um, oh, that she um, she would be out all the time. And I said, well, good for her. She's got her own life. Mm. She's not taking care of me. She's partying. I agree with that. She I, has my blessing. She has my blessing. She can do that. Go do it, girlfriend. <laughs> it's 1930. We can drink again. But were some of the things <laughs> that, that she did or that the lawyers were dredging up that you were like, oh, yeah, no, she is unfit. I should not be, yeah. I should not be with her. Yes. Um, there was the time where uh, she just she let me drive home. <laughs> and I said, that's probably not safe. I, I mean, I'm a great driver, but probably I can't even touch the pedals. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge. It was. And you agreed that it might have been evidence that she was not as fit of a mother as she should exactly, be. Exactly. A six-year-old probably shouldn't be driving a, a Mercedes. Hey, I say let, let the people be free. Oh, well, thank you, Maya. If you're that's six excellent. and you want to hop in a vehicle mm -hmm. and, and drive down Main Street, oh, thank you. by all means, empower yourself. Yeah. Yes, That's very progressive yes, yeah. of you, my Angela. Well, you I know, I, I am about this. I'm about <laughs> freedom. Did yes, you? exactly. And Owen F. F. Scott Fitzgerald was also, uh, he was high in the back seat. With your mother. With my mother, mm -hmm. yes. I so. love you, his books. Now, was that a mm -hmm. check for or a check against your mother in your oh, book? Oh, against. I, F. Scott, <laughs> oh, what a bore. Oh, what a messy, boring man. Yes, even when he was high, he was boring as all get out. And you're like, you're like, F. Scott, these drugs are supposed to make you more interesting. Exactly. It made you more boring. <laughs> oh, I don't care about marmalade and your new glasses. Did they uh, did they ask you to testify at all during this trial? They did, but I refused. Ooh, I, I said, oh, I'm, just, I'm not feeling well today. My <laughs> Look at these bags under me, my <laughs> six-year-old eyes. Mm. I can't. What are they going to draw me in the newspapers? Oh, that's and so then, alpha. I love that. Uh, yes. Not Ugh. today, Queen. I won't go up. Now, the only <laughs> allegation that's listed on the Wikipedia of why mm -hmm. she was unfit, I wanted to ask you about, it just seems a little, um, uh, I mean, obviously scandalous for the time, but just seems like a little yes. bit much, like... Uh, they had a maid testify that your mother had a lesbian affair mm. with a member of the British royal family. And I guess I'm wondering why they felt they needed to add the British royal family part. Like, that seems to be... Like, if someone's going to get upset about that in the 1930s, yes. like, it's going to be the lesbian part, right? Or were they equally upset okay, that but... it was with a... British royal family person. Okay, well, when you said a little too much, Jared, mm -hmm. you, you obviously have not met the Vanderbilts. We do everything <laughs> big. We go big or we go home. And we knew that, like, oh, just having mother with another lesbian, another, just a, just a lesbian? No, that's, I mean, with Vanderbilts, we have to come off big or go home I in see. the papers. People would have been like, well, that's just classic Vanderbilt. Exactly, it's classic Vanderbilt. Yeah. And we said, no, 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 no. It's a member <laughs> of the royal family. And so we knew that we had to present well into into uh, the yes so it, it the fact that it was a lesbian not a big deal mm -hmm. but because mother was with lesbians all the time mm -hmm. and i mean and with uh members of the british royalty all the time but to put the two to put the two together yeah. it was uh, a double threat there mm. and um and oh i had so many aunties quote unquote if you get my drift <laughs> uh lots of aunt, roommates aunties. and friends exactly i got gotcha. um, so much flannel. Yeah, were you were you there when they mentioned this thing about the uh, the lesbian British affair? Exactly, British and I yawned. 
beyond. <laughs> I was like, whatever. I've yeah, this is old hat to old you. Old hat. I mean, uh, British royal family, that's a big one. Let's get a Habsburg in there or something. Let's Ooh. get some old royalty in there. Yeah, yes. maybe some, uh, maybe like some Russian uh, Oligarchs. monarchs. Oh, yeah, yes. I like that. Find the Princess Anastasia. Mm-hmm. You know, and finger then... bang her a little bit. <laughs> I would love to see that. I get That gets me interested. <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree. Thank you, Maya. Thank you. Anastasia. Let's go over to uh, Maya Angelou for just a moment. Oh, hello. Uh, So I was absolutely astounded by your Wikipedia. Like, I always knew that you were a very notable and extremely well-respected author and Mm. activist. Mm. But I had no idea the breadth. I'm sorry, what was that? And poet. And poet, of course. Uh, But I had no idea the breadth of experience that you had before you even wrote your first book. This is a short list of what you did before you wrote your book at 40. And Mm. uh, feel free to correct me if there's anything important that I'm missing out. Mm. Cable car conductor, part of a two-person dance team with Alvin Ailey, toured Europe in a production of Porgy and Bess, were a madam at a lesbian brothel, (gasps) recorded an album of Calypso music, worked as associate editor of the Arab Observer, administrator at the University of Ghana, produced a 10-part documentary series about the blues, Mm -hmm. all before you write your first book. Is there anything that left out? Of course, dear. Of course, dear. You, You forget I was also, um, I worked in a smoothie shop. Oh, that's even yes. before they were big. Be, yes. Smoothies weren't big back then. No, but that I was huge. the one, I was the one who started the banana and strawberry smoothie. Oh, Nobody had Bring, thought to mix these two together before. Like Maya lesbians Angelou. and the <laughs> British royal <laughs> family. Yes. Mm, strawberry you know, and banana. That's why I connected <laughs> yes. with what you were saying. I, re- I, re- I remember. It was a Sunday afternoon. Oh. I was sitting on a park bench. Well, I'm there. Oh. I was watching the fruit stand. I saw a strawberry. I saw a banana. I said, these two majestic fruits need to join in holy blended matrimony. <laughs> and so <sighs> I did just that. So you didn't work at this. You like you founded the smoothie stand. Mm. You were you you created a smoothie. Stand. I am surprised that that is not, not on, on the Wikipedia. your Wikipedia. It's not mentioned uh, there. Were all, there any all other? before forty? Oh my mm. god! All before forty. Mm. Yes. Some people spend their entire lives just trying to do one of those one things. Smoothie. Mm. Starting yeah. a smoothie stand yes. is like a thing that like a, a person says when they're like fifty and they're like, "I finally did it." Yes. But that was just like one of the things. That, that was just one, one of the of things the that you things. did. One of the things. The other one was I learned how to hula hoop. <laughs> You just learned. Mm. You just didn't. You didn't get good at it. You, you just think, learned. No, 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 darling. You can't be good at everything. Mm. You know. Oh, yeah. But I did learn how to twirl, a twirl, a twirl. And I wrote you did a poem this about any formal education, any formal hula hoop training. Uh, you just figured it out by yourself. I saw that hula hoop sitting, sitting in the store, the general store, and I said, "Hula hoop, you and me are friends who should meet, <laughs> meet." On a Saturday afternoon in a park, and we met that day, and that hula hoop taught me (laughs) how to live. Wow. A lot of things are happening for you on the weekends. A lot of Saturdays. (laughs) Well, you know, I was doing everything else Monday through Friday. That's true. And so humble of you to say you can't be great at everything. If anybody could be, Maya Angelou, Mm. it's you. I was, my jaw dropped towards the bottom of your Wikipedia. They mentioned how great of a cook you were. And I was like, come on. Oh, she does that too. Of all of the things, you're also a good cook. Have you you had my banana pudding? I have not had your banana pudding. Another banana thing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mastered the art of using the banana fruit. Mm-hmm. Wow. I am People talk about that. They're like, one of the best parts of being uh, in the civil rights movement back then was that Maya Angelou would bring banana treats mm. to all the different functions. And yes, yes, yes. You know, I made the, the, the cast of Porgy and Bess very happy with that banana, that banana pudding. <laughs> wow. They loved See, it. That was what fueled your tour through Europe mm. on, the, on Porgy and Bess. Mm. Now, one of the things I found striking about your Wikipedia is how often you would become acquainted with someone who would later become an icon, a national treasure, someone like Alvin Ailey, Mm. Malcolm X, Oprah Mm. Winfrey, James Baldwin, etc. Do you think that that's because you had 
a keen eye for incredible people? Or do you think there was something about you that when you met people, you would inspire them to become incredible? You know, Jared, you are a lucky man for having me on this show. A lucky, I, I, dirty man. A lucky, <laughs> dirty, 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 dirty man. man. Because lucky, after, dirty, poor man. Yes, but after this interview, after meeting me, you will have the potential <gasps> to be a clean er man. Now, not oh. completely clean. <laughs> no, not completely no. clean because You're... I don't know if that is possible. Dirt is underneath him. But <laughs> like the hula hoop, <laughs> you might be able. That sounds a little racist. Like maybe that's about me oh. being Italian. Oh, you no, know? no, no, no. Oh. Oh. I mean, I don't like Italians. It's but we're it's dirty people. I mean, neither do I. We are a dirty yes. people. Yes. That's incredible. So, so it's just you inspire people. You just make mm. them want to be their best self. And in me, that will be me being a little cleaner. A little bit cleaner. Than I was before. Mm. And I got to say, I'm feeling it. Mm. You know, there's some people that you meet and you just sort of like, you get like an energy off of them. People talk about that like with the Dalai Lama. And I'm honestly, I'm getting that from my you, my Angelo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, just everybody... You know, check back in. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be oh, blowing up yes. just based on my Maya Angelou experience here. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are American poet, singer, and civil rights activist Maya Angelou, eleven P's, and early 20th century heir to the Vanderbilt fortune, Gloria Vanderbilt. Here I am. Uh, so <laughs> let's go back over to Gloria Vanderbilt for just All a right. moment. So your mother. Uh, she lost the custody battle. Yes, You yes. become a ward of your aunt. Uh-huh. Your visitation with your mother was limited and supervised so that your mother's, quote, raucous lifestyle wouldn't influence your young mind. Yes. That's from the Wikipedia. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering, did that ever come up? Like, did the supervisor during your mother's visit ever have to stop your mother from saying or doing anything that they were worried that would be a bad influence on you? Yes, all the time, all the time. Uh, my mother thought, I mean, uh, I mean, cocaine lunches were to be <laughs> not allowed when the supervisor came. The supervisor said, no, 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 you can't have that. Um, that was just one of the things. Mm. Um, sometimes mother would have um, oh just um, a good old sex party and and so that was not allowed Wait, when so I was I'm around. I'm curious about this. So yes. the cocaine lunch, the sex parties, these mm-hmm. are things that the supervisor is going to poo-poo. Yes. But I mean, are you going to your mother with the supervisor or is your mother coming to you and the supervisor? Because I'm thinking, I thought it was that. I thought that she was traveling to you and to bring a cocaine lunch or to bring... A sex oh. party with her, I think, would yes. be... Yes, no, she traveled with these things, Jared. Oh, she always traveled. She had um, one of the first vans. <laughs> yes, one, it was the one of the first. And um, so she traveled with that. And the supervisor said, no, no, you can't. You leave this at home. There would be, like, a bunch of people in there naked with cocaine. And the supervisor would be, well, they have to stay in the yes, van. Yes, they have to stay in the van. And my mother said, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> I've, I'm going to meet with my daughter for a little bit. Always okay. come prepared. Always. And mm. she did. And I said... Oh, mummy, that's just so you. Mm-hmm. And so that that was just some of the things that my mother did. I see. Yes. Now I've got to say, or also um, just um, uh, political cartoons that were too too <laughs> raunchy and too hot for the press. Man, and so we yes. have really de-heightened from yes. the sex and the cocaine. Party. I thought I'd give it a little bit of a rest. That sounds good. Yes. Now, now say like a political cartoon that was like. You know, so we're talking about like the 1930s here, 1940s. And, uh, you know, so this would be, I guess, FDR, FDR, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. some cartoon depicting him him. and his cousin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so so the supervisor would see this and go, no, this will be. Too inflammatory, too inflammatory for, a for this young girl. I see. And so she said, "Oh, okay. I'm going to put away my political cartoons and my beliefs aside." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, mummy, mummy." Well, I've got to say, I read the book that you did with your son Anderson Cooper, where oh, you welcome. exchanged emails and told stories about your life. And I got to say, the Wikipedia is sorely lacking in information. Oh. Like I remember reading that when you were 17 years old, you went out to Hollywood to live with your mother for a time. Yes. And you basically led separate lives, like. You you would go out and have, and you would party, and you would yes. have affairs with famous men uh, all the time. And you would stay out, and the two of you were more like roommates than mother yes. and daughter. Is that right? That is very correct. Yes, um, but she never took, she never looked at the chore wheel ever. She never did her chores. Oh, that is a shame. She never cleaned the bathroom. <laughs> and but you were like, you were out partying with Carrie Grant. Oh no, I didn't do it either. <laughs> we lived in filth like this studio here is what it was. And so us as roommates, oh, to to probably. Should 
should not have been. Oh, I mean, it was turning together. into Grey Gardens, it right? It really was. Oh, the, they I, had to condemn that house. I gave my cat food to a raccoon, and <laughs> that raccoon did my hair in the morning, and it was shouldn't have been done. Wow, yes. so just living in squalor and partying it up, even it as though she was not... Uh, an adult to give you advice and to lead you in the right direction. Oh, no. Her advice was always uh, more. That mm, was always it. More. More. No. Oh, just, no. in a, yes. just a, a one threesome with Cary Grant and... Oh, just, uh, just one? Why Errol not have Flynn? two? Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, well, yeah, Cary Grant There's and room Acid. for Dick Powell and... Oh, um, and uh, and Fred Astaire. Yeah, yes. get him in there. Why not? Get I didn't him. realize I was raising such a prude. Yes, this is a California king, so let's make it go, <laughs> was what she You're said. You're wasting valuable bed space, daughter. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she ever? Let's go back over to uh, Maya Angelou for just a moment. Ooh, so yeah. you were born in St. Louis, Missouri in 1928. Yeah. Uh, you had a very difficult upbringing, living sometimes with your grandmother, sometimes with your mother. You were a victim of abuse. You mm. finally land in California around the start of World World War II, and you become the first black female cable car conductor in San Francisco. Uh, toot toot, darling. Toot, all at toot. 16 years old and already oh. breaking the glass ceiling. Breaking the ceiling of glass, as it were. Now, as far as firsts for women and for African-American women, how big of a deal was that at the time to be the first fe black female cable car conductor in San Francisco. I know you were honored later in your life for this achievement, but what what was the reaction at the time? Well, it was big. Mm -hmm. It was wild. It was a reaction that uh, surprised me. I would uh, drive the streetcar. People would step on. I would say, good day, sir. Pay your fare. <laughs> Get on to the trolley. Wow. And they reacted with such rapport that was that was of kindness. Oh. Uh, yes. I remember driving. Uh, it was a Monday afternoon. Because, oh, weekday. As you yes. know, I work <laughs> yes. Monday through Friday. Yes. She does her own thing on the yes. weekend. That's yes. when the hula hoop comes exactly. out. Exactly. But it was a Monday afternoon, and I was there. And, I, you know, a man stepped on. <gasps> I said, hello, man. He said, hello. I said, pay your fare. He said, okay. I said, listen to me. You, this suit that you're wearing inspires me to write a poem that I'm going to recite for you right now. Wow. This poem is called Toot Toot Goes the Trolley. Oh my, goodness. oh my goodness! Are you gonna do the poem for us now, Maya? Well, well, I will if you can <laughs> if you can keep quiet for well, a minute. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's, I I also chimed in. I'm sorry, <laughs> I gasped. I was enjoying it. Here we are. I'm, I I am I'm getting in the moment. Oh, toot toot, trolley car, you go down the street, pick up a man wearing a suit, a suit of gold. Where did you get that gold, man? Where did you get it? That's the end of the poem. Oh, you know, I wasn't very good. Oh, no, no, it's at really 16 good. years old. It's ah, that suit of gold. It really shows the the social inequality mm -hmm. that was. Probably you are happening. knocking it out of the park without even trying mm. on your first go, my mm. Angelou. Oh, now I can't help but notice that as you are uh, greeting the customers on your trolley car, you really seem to be taking your time. You really yes. seem to be you know, slowly and emotionally and establishing a connection with everybody, pay your fare. Hello, yes. sir. You know, nobody and ever got comments. to where they needed to go. It sounds oh, like... Nobody ever got ah, to where they okay, needed to that's, go. Okay, that's interesting. They would get off the streetcar because I would greet everyone. And, and, you know, during rush hour, we could not go far. Oh. We could uh -huh. not go far. But I think that it is important hmm. to talk to every. Individual, mm -hmm. you meet Jared. Take note of this. Oh yes, Jared. Jared, Jared are you taking notes? I am taking notes. Yeah. Yes, I am noticed. Uh, Here's the thing: just based on what I know about you, Maya Angelou, and based on the energy that you give off, I can't imagine a single person being upset that this trolley car never went anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining people paid their fare. They got on, they had their experience with you, they hung out for a little while, realized they weren't going anywhere, and then just left. But they were still like, "Thank you." Yes. They're still like, thank you for that. Toot toot. Well, 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 well yes, yes. I Am I wrong? They, Is I, that not what happened? I think that they were. I think they were more upset that they had to 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 walk. That the car, 
didn't actually, you know, move. Uh, But but we did have some excellent uh, exchanges of ideas and and. also, uh, pieces of gum. You know, oh, I, I love gum. gum. I love <laughs> gum. And, you know, a good gum exchange is, a, is an exchange I, I advise everyone should try. Mm. That's another That's thing it. we don't really know about Maya Angelou is her love for gum. Yeah, that yes. was also curiously absent from oh, the Wikipedia, along gum. with your smoothie stand and, and banana uh, desserts. <laughs> your banana yes. desserts. Yeah. Spearmint gum. <gasps> Spearmint. Uh, a grape gum. Ooh. Strawberry gum. I surprisingly do not like banana flavored gum. Oh. That is just disgusting. Dis- banana flavored. Give me good banana. Give me real banana. Yes. I yeah. not give me fake. Is this a poem? I'm banana. Not... Oh yeah. I, or is this a poem? Or we? Jared, maybe just leave it be for one moment. <laughs> we don't want Jared, to interrupt. Jared, 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 when they oh. come, they come. Jared, when the cannot... poem gods speak. To my Angelou, oh my God, they just, speak, and you just have to be quiet. That's what I told everybody on the streetcar. I said, you just have to be quiet and listen. Yeah. Did you have regular customers on the streetcar? Like, would people come to ride your streetcar even though it almost never arrived anywhere because of how slowly and involved oh, you would get with all of your customers? Of course, of course. Uh, you may have heard of some of my 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 streetcar riders. Oh, some of your regulars. Even they're famous. FDR. Oh, I'm sorry, Franklin Delano Roosevelt rode my streetcar. Oh my God! Oh, Not too many people know that. He would make a special trip out to San Francisco it. just to ride on your streetcar. I said, I said, FDR, you are a man. Wow, that will change things for better or for worse. Let the people decide. But you will change. Now pay your fare. Correct change only. Toot toot. Yes. Because we couldn't break any change. You know, I I couldn't break any bills. You didn't have a bank on you. didn't have a bill, no. Oh, I see. That's wow. That's unbelievable. Now, obviously, you then go on to take modern dance classes, and then you eventually team up with Alvin Ailey. Um, oh, and I'm, I'm what assuming, a beautiful man. I'm assuming that there was a time when you have to hang up your conductor's hat because you're you're dancing so much and then you start touring with Porgy and Bess. Well, you know, I still I still try to drive a streetcar every time I see one. Oh, really? Oh, you, was, you just <laughs> yes, take it over? I just take it over. I say, step aside, sir. Do you know who I am? I am a change maker when it comes <laughs> to the streetcar. Move out of that seat. Has has technology changed since you did it back in the? Oh yeah. Is there 20- any? Is there a learning curve on on uh, the newer so, trolleys? Yeah, you're able to just take it over. Yes, yes. Oh, you know, a streetcar is a streetcar. As I've always said, you know, oh, you, you have the, the horn is there, the wheel is there, the track is there. I see. Wow, that's incredible. That's and amazing. I'm sure what what I, I got to say that what I like about um, the way that you commandeer. Streetcars is that you don't say I'm Maya Angelou, you say I'm a change maker. Yes. As, and I, I'm imagining some people would say you're Maya Angelou, but instead you go, no, I'm a change maker. Ooh. It just feels so much more evocative. And you're, and you're telling them not who you are, but what you are. What you know? are because, because we are more than our names. Do you, do you commandeer other forms of transportation as well? Oh. Oh, sometimes. I love to fly a 747. Really? Oh, mm. oh, we didn't know that. Yes, yes, it is a, it is a, it is a tough Ooh. experience. Yeah. But it is an experience that reminds me of the majestic streetcar. Oh, I see. I, I, are there similarities? Are you trained for a 747? Yes. There, well, you know there are similarities. Uh, oh. There is a horn. Oh, there's a horn on a, on a seven forty seven. You can just not many people know that. Beep beep. But there is a horn. Oh, and I am a master of the horn. Oh, so you'll just if you're taking a flight and you feel like you want to fly the plane instead, you'll just go up there, you, my Angelou, and you'll and you'll find the plane. Get out of your chair. I am a change maker. Oh, oh. yes, it it surprisingly works every time. <laughs> Every time. And now I hate to ask, oh. by Angelou, but when you would take over planes or trains or anything else that you were commandeering, zeppelins, or zeppelins, would 
those sports cars would they go anywhere or would you just like you would with a trolley car just spend the entire time oh no we never we never we never (laughs) left the ground in a 747 i had too many people to speak to Mm, i see too many people to engage with and inspire so the big part of it was just getting on the loudspeaker and talking to the people people of flight 747 this is my Angelou. Oh my goodness! I want to share with you the safety requirements of wow. this plane. That is breathtaking. So, so your message was what the flight attendants would say anyway. <laughs> I took it over, darling. But it's different. But it's coming, but it's, it's coming from Maya Angelou, so and, it's different. And f- the pilot. Yes. Oh, good Usually Lord. the pilot doesn't give that. I, I don't want to stop this, but we have got to take a short break, oh, unfortunately. We will be right back with Gloria Vanderbilt and Maya Angelou on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are American poet, singer, and civil rights activist, famous for her series of autobiographies, starting with I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, Maya Angelou. Love and peace. And early 20th century artist author, actress, and fashion designer, socialite heir to the Vanderbilt family fortune, Gloria Vanderbilt. Don't stop believing. Uh, Let's go back over to uh, Gloria Vanderbilt just a moment. So uh, your first marriage was... Just just the first. Just the first one. Let's start the beginning. Start slow. Yes. Uh, Your first marriage was when you were 17 years old. You married an agent named Pat DeChico, I think his name was. Yes, DeChico. And he had ties to the mob. Yes. But at the time, you were also involved with Howard Hughes. Uh Uh-huh. So things were getting pretty serious between you and Howard Hughes. But oh. then out of nowhere, Pat proposed. You said yes. Yes. And the two of you were married in a whirlwind. And I'm just uh. wondering, is there a reason why you decided to choose Pat, who yes. is not like one of the wealthiest men yes. in America, the way Howard yes. Hughes was, and yes. he had ties to the mob, which uh. I have to imagine was a check in the uh, in the in the con column. But no, no. Oh, that pro was positive. for me. A pro okay. for me. Yes, I had. Uh, I didn't have any ties to the mob, so it's like, okay, here we go. I'd love to get some ties to the mob. Oh, get I me see. in on that. I yes. agree. I agree. Even though I distaste Italians, <laughs> I I am very fascinated by the mob. They just have dirt under their dirt. skin. Under, in those entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so this is a positive. You're like, we Vanderbilts, we have lots of money, we have lots yes. of industry connections, but no mob ties. Exactly. Give me those mob ties. That is the secret sauce exactly. that has been missing. The secret marinara sauce. <laughs> and um, to me, Italians, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, are, I don't touch them, but I'm intrigued. I see. Yes. The way that you go, like, go to a zoo, if you will. Exactly. Oh, look, the balls of meat. Meat in noodles. Amazing. This I is, never would have thought. This would be very offensive if, if the, uh, an Italian like myself was not condoning this kind yes, of, this exactly, kind of uh, exactly. Uh, behavior. Uh, so, yeah. So then you have a, a short-lived marriage to Pat. Uh, yes, you short. eventually are divorced. Um, did you ever, were you able to ever make anything with the mob ties, though, that you gained from your relationship with Pat DiCicco? I mean, I tried to run the Italian lottery for some time. Oh, really? And that was, yes, I tried, but, um, oh, gosh, I just 
just kept taking the money for myself, Jared. Oh. Uh, people were giving money, and the, but I never revealed the numbers. And so that was um, sort of not good. Mm, you're so, it's you're frowned so, upon. Yes, yes, you have to at least give some winners to let them think that it's a thing. Gotcha. So I was taking the money for myself. And, so you were um, looking at Pat DeChico and the way that he was running the numbers for the Italian mob. Yes. And, and you're like, well, why don't you just keep all this money just that keep people are giving money. you? Why are you? Why give it away? I also tried to do some hits, uh, Jarrett. <laughs> I tried. I, but you know, I, um, I would often, g- I would get too drunk and forget about it. So I, I I'm tried. Sorry. Were people hiring you, Gloria yes. Vanderbilt, to yes. do hits on people? I was hired. Yes, I was like mafia. Get me in on this. I want to do some hits. And you're I need, like, I want that adrenaline wait, rush. Wait, you're Pat Chico's wife, right? Yes, and then I would say, you want us to send you out on hits? Yes, please. Really? Yes, I. Yes, exactly. I mean, okay. I, said, I guess we'll give you this one. Yes, okay. <laughs> Vinny the Chin, thank you. Um, I would like to. Um, I'd like to murder someone. <laughs> I'd like to. Um, now, see, that's what we need. We need more women taking on these these roles, these entrepreneurial exactly. roles. Then young exactly. women can look and they can see, look, Gloria Vanderbilt is, yes. a, is a hitman for the mob. I can do a anything. anything. Exactly. And, a change yes. maker. Yes. And you would see the look on that person's face that I was supposed to off. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, is that Gloria Vanderbilt? <laughs> and, oh, there can't possibly be a danger here. Mm-hmm. And then I would get out the gun and I would say, well, you, this is not your lucky day, um, punk. <laughs> and then, um, and I would, uh, yes, that was that was how it would go. But mm-hmm. I never actually murdered anyone. You just got too drunk and you forgot. I about forgot it. about it. Yes, but I often planned it out with Pat, and I, I was like, "Oh, Pat, you play the the person I'm supposed to murder," and we play it out, and everything it was foreplay. Mm, yes, sounds sexy. Yes. Like uh, now you did work as an actress for uh-huh. about ten years in the 1950s. Yes. Oh, a fellow actress. That's, That's right. right. Yes. Thank you, Maya. Uh, little regional theater, a little broad. Broadway, a couple mm. of television dramas, yes. but it never seems that you were that passionate about acting. You basically retired from acting to study yes. arts. You start doing oil paintings and watercolors. Uh, when you decided to move on from acting, sort of yes. like place it on the back burner, were you following a new passion? Were you, did you have a new desire or was there a reason why you pivoted away from performing and into painting and then also eventually into fashion and literature? Yes, yes. I, I got into a huge fight with Grace Kelly. Oh no. Oh my gosh. And it was me and Grace Kelly and we oh, we tousled <gasps> and I, I pulled out a chunk of her hair. Oh my and not she, Princess Grace. And, Princess Grace, exactly. Oh As you God. know, uh, yes, ro- royalty, I they're nothing to us. I'd say, like, oh gosh, what else is new I here? I mean, after your mother had a lesbian affair yes. with a member of the British royalty, that, that means just by the rules of the aristocracy yes. that no British royal or any royal has any power it, over it you. It doesn't, especially, oh, someone who was attached to Monaco. Oh my God. <laughs> oh Monaco's my. so small. What is that, really? a made up country? It feels made up. That's, I mean, I've that, never heard of it. Yes, I've only been to Club Monaco and then never bought a clothing, a piece of clothing there. I like to try things on and then leave them in the dressing room. Oh, it never it. quite fits the way you want it to <laughs> exactly. fit. Exactly. And their sizing system. What is this? So um, so I oh so Grace Kelly and I got into a little fight. But then I also oh another fight. Another fight with um uh, the president of MGM. <gasps> he and I got oh my into goodness. a of was it Metro Gold Golden Mayor? Golden Mayor. Yes. Irv yes. Golden Mayor. Irv Golden Mayor. <laughs> Irving Golden Mayor. And so and so we got into a little tussle. I pulled out a chunk of his hair. Oh I was I was big into pulling out hair. You really had a move, yes. Gloria Vanderbilt. I did. I did. <laughs> um I would love to, oh gosh. I really I guess I really wanted to hurt people. Mm. Um yes. Oh, the mob hits the and mob the pulling hits, out the hairs. The pulling and out the hairs. And so with all and I got into many other fights. Oh. Many other fights constantly pulling out chunks of hair. I can't wait to hear about all the famous people whose hair you have removed oh from their God. head. Oh my God, yes. Uh, but I want to go back oh, over to my... Okay, had something fine. To add no, that's you. it. <laughs> I'll think up some more and then okay. we'll get back to it. Uh, so going back to Maya Angelou. So let's jump ahead to 1968. All right, you've had... What a time. Incre- uh-huh. <laughs> incredible yes. career up to this point. We've already gone through some of the, some of the incredible things that you've done. Mm. So you're 40 years old and you go to a dinner party with James Baldwin. Uh, there, there you meet an editor from Random House named Robert Loomis. And the Wikipedia says he issues you a challenge, and based on that challenge, you write 
I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Your first autobiography. Never book. challenge Maya Angelou. I will show you up. Okay. This actually sounds like a dare. It does sound I like a dare. I dare you to write a book. That was, that was my question. Well, we what were playing was... a game of truth or dare. <gasps> wow. Wait, so yes. you were playing a truth or dare with James Baldwin and Robert Loomis from Random House. And what a game. Okay. It was. Tell us about it. I want to hear all about oh. this. We started. It was a Saturday evening. Oh, yes. <laughs> Back on the, this is Maya's time. Yes. It's the weekend. Maya is having her time. She had just put down the hula hoop and decided <laughs> to hop on a trolley car. Wow. And take it down to the patio, a famous jazz club called the patio. Ooh, wow, okay. here we are. Mm. Is this where the dinner party was happening? And this Between... is where the truth of dare was happening. Dear. Oh, gotcha. The dinner party happened later that afternoon oh. at McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> I, I am all okay. So this is the... This, so, so Saturday this is like... night into Sunday afternoon. Oh, gotcha. So you were uh, uh, having your hula hoop times on Saturday night. It goes into Sunday morning. You get on your trolley car. You go to the jazz club where the truth of dare game is happening. Yes. James Baldwin turned to me. He said, Maya, truth or dare? I said, dare. Oh, my God. He said, I dare you to eat this taquito. <laughs> he just now, had one. He had one he in his pocket. He just had one. That's why he dared me to eat it. I gotta say, it was covered in pieces of lint. Oh, gross. gross. Rattled, That's gross. a good dare. That's a good dare. I'll leave it good to James dare. Baldwin <laughs> to give a good dare. And I said, James, hand me that taquito. I ate it. Good for you, my Angela. Who's not going to back job, down from Maya. a dare? Yes. Mm-hmm. She knows. Was it just the three of you, Robert Loomis and James Baldwin, and you? Or were there other people there playing Truth or Dare? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Don't forget Sophocles. Sophocles? Sophocles. Not ancient philosopher Sophocles. No, 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 no. Not, a, you know, Sophocles, the bartender. Oh, gotcha. Ah, okay. the bartender. Famous yeah. bartender in San Francisco yes. at the time. Famous bartender. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a beautiful game. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Were there any other? So I want to hear about the dare that caused you to oh. write um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. But w- before we get to that, were there any mm. other great dares or truths that happened during this game? Uh, let's see. Well, there was the uh, truth that I asked James Baldwin. I mm-hmm. said, James, uh, is it true that you slapped a horse? <gasps> Oh my God! It's coming wow. out. That is wow. not an open-ended truth. That is yes. one specific truth you're looking for. Yeah, it was true. <gasps> James Baldwin slapped a horse. That horse was running its mouth, though. That oh, is that's, that horse. A, to be fair to James, to be fair, that horse was running its mouth. That yes. is a famous Dead People exclusive. Wow! wow. Unbelievable. You're welcome. So yes. yeah, what was the dare that uh, Robert Loomis then gave you that made you write? I know why the Cagebird sings. Well, I'll tell you. That dare was. I dare you to write a book. And I said, I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to write something that will change time, that will change space, that will change the time-space continuum. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Change maker, yeah. Now, you obviously wrote I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. That fulfills the dare, of course. Yes. Yes. And then I also wrote a children's book called... uh, you know, little toot out my boot. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was you. Is it teaching kids that it's okay to fart? It's okay to fart, oh, kids. Wonderful. Oh, little toot out your poot. Man, that is some salt in the wound to, uh, to Robert Loomis. Not only am I going to write a best-selling book, but I'll also write a children's book just to fuck with you. Yes. That's, that's all. That's little power Little do people know that was also bestseller. Oh, Underground. Well, just uh, oh. a little over, uh, undershadowed by, overshadowed? Overshadowed by your other book, I know what the Cagebird sings. Uh, So this dare seemed to be um, fulfilled, uh, not at that moment, but quite long further past. I'm still, I am still fulfilling that dare. (laughs) You're still fulfilling dares. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Absolutely, the writing never stops. That seems like. So he said, "I dare you to write a book." That seems like that would be over after you write one book, right? You'd think that, wouldn't you? Wow. But not a dare from him. Oh, wait a minute. I think I figured this out. What? Because you said that I know why the cage bird sings would change the space-time continuum. Is that book so good that you have to keep on reliving 
that dare over and over again it's because a you blessing take, and a curse. You take wow. you created a tear in the space-time continuum, so you have to keep on reliving that dare. Oh no. Oh my god. Maya Angelou change maker, time maker. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my time god. breaker. Do you wish that you hadn't uh torn a, a hole in the space-time continuum now, Glor uh, uh Maya Angelou? My hands are very, very tired. <sighs> Did you call watch to call her Gloria? Uh, I was. That was you a were- Yes. Slip of the tongue. Oh, my God. Don't you worry. were looking right at me, and you said it, and I'm sorry. I'm just too beautiful over here. Yeah. I, mean, dir- I can feel your dirty eyes on me. You're both so striking. Yes. I have a, I'm having a hard time keeping the two of you straight. Calm down. Calm uh, down, Jerry. Let's yes. uh, go back over to uh, Gloria Vanderbilt for just a uh, moment. I wish you would. Uh, so in the 1970s, yes. you launched a line of perfumes, uh-huh. household goods, clothing bearing your name, including the famous designer blue jeans yes uh the wikipedia says that you teamed up with a designer named mohan marjani uh-huh. uh to make these jeans and these jeans fit tighter than other jeans at the time they mm. were they were very popular yes uh was that making the jeans tighter was the new cut was that a gloria vanderbilt idea or was that a mohan mujani idea like uh, who came to the table with that um i i did okay. i said let's make this oh we want to see more butts was what I said. Mm-hmm. And a Mohan was like, oh, do you think we can? And I said, make it tighter. Tighter, <laughs> tighter, tighter still. I still That's... wear my pants. Yes. I still wear my pants, which I bought, which are your pants. Ah, the, your your old Gloria Vanderbilt mm. jeans. You are, uh, Maya Angelou is, is rocking some Vanderbilt jeans right yes, now. Yes, look mm. at you. They're so tight. Yes, they, they support in all the right places. What exactly. was... Uh, uh, do you, do you want to know how I decided? I like, do. Make it tighter. I do. Well, um, oh, I, I love a good um, strangling in the bedroom <laughs> um, or, or strangling of people. And so I said, what if that happened on my legs all the time? Mm. A, a good vice on the legs. And so I said, let's let's do that with jeans. Gloria Vanderbilt likes to choke and yes. to be choked. Yes. And and these jeans are doing just that. For, for, your, for your lower extremities. Exactly. Exactly. They are choking my legs right now in, in such a pleasurable <laughs> yes, way. Yes, exactly. When you wear them, Gloria Vanderbilt, mm. you're being choked. But yes. in selling the jeans, you're choking everybody. Exactly. Oh Cho- my God. Choking what a turn it all on. out. I know Thank exactly. You. Thank you, Gloria, for choking me. <laughs> you're, right you're welcome. I, I love I love a good choking, a, a little uh, pulling of hair. Like, yes, I let's get into it. Mm. Did you uh, ever rip out any hair from uh, Mohan Majani? He was bald, unfortunately. Oh, that yes. sucks. I would have loved... Would have loved to just so it was more of like a, a one hair at a time. Mm. So, some the hairs poked out. Gotcha. Yes. Now, so since the idea to make the, the for the exact cut of the gene was yours, what did yes. Mohan bring to the table exactly? Of fabrics. He knew where to get some of the fabrics, and so and I and um I you know I didn't bother myself in such trivial matters as finding fabrics. I mean, that's not what I do. Mm. I, uh, I'm i here to do my drugs and my booze <laughs> and my my hits for the mob, and mm-hmm. that is what I'm here for. Gotcha. So I, Mohan is like, well, obviously we'd love to make jeans tighter, but like what kind of fabric would even be able to do that? Exactly, and that was what he did. He gotcha. worried about manufacturing and mm. how to do it. I just did the design. Did you have other innovations that you made with your other products, like the home goods, the shoes, the liqueurs? Oh, yes. Um, with shoes, I said, let's make them tighter. <laughs> yes, why not? Uh, why It's all these loose shoes. All these loose shoes happening, and I said, make them tighter. Oh, my God. Yes. Did my feet shrink in the night? They're so Snug. They're so they're so roomy. And too roomy. Move my toes um, around. Exactly. For my liqueurs, I said, make it make it harder to swallow. Harder yes. to swallow. Harder to swallow. I want it to burn when it goes down. Interesting. I want it to burn you. Maybe make them a little bit more solid. That way they they don't yes. go down as easy. Yes. You choke L- on them. A little bit more solid for the choking. <laughs> yes. Anything worth having takes work. Yes, That's exactly. Right. Ugh, so, so many grape on mutts. I want my liqueur like a food rather than a liquid. I want to eat my whiskey. I want to eat it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's how much the, this Whiskey's got legs. I want it we to can hurt. Eat it. I want it to uh, hurt. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are early 20th century heir to the Vanderbilt fortune, Gloria Vanderbilt. Hello. And American poet, singer, and civil rights activist, Maya Angelou. Rubble, rubble. So <laughs> let's go back over to Maya Angelou for just a moment. I wanted to ask you about your writing process. Oh. According to the Wikipedia, you had the same ritual for all of your books. Ooh. You would wake up early and check into a hotel mm. and instruct the staff to remove all the pictures 
from the wall. Get it out. I need my walls. Bear. Bear. So this was about having bare walls and not about <laughs> sorry. My Angela, just you look like you're really going through an emotional yes. process here, just listening to your own her eyes are closed. Rubbing your thighs. Yes. You know what? Her Gloria Vanderbilt. This is a part jeans. of the ritual. This is a part of the ritual right Ooh, here. You throw on I'm, some Vanderbilt jeans. I'm about to write a book. <gasps> oh my goodness. You're to fulfill my dare. Ninth or tenth or something. Uh, so you would take get all the pictures out of the wall. Get all the pictures out of there. Um, a couple more things. Oh, yes. Um, I read that you would only bring a bottle of sherry and a deck of cards yes. into the hotel room. A bottle of sherry, deck of cards, rose petals on the bed. I wanted, I wanted glitter everywhere. Whoa. Wow. Yes. That's, not, that's on the Wikipedia. Mm, no, of course not, dear. They don't ever get anything right. <laughs> you I said put glitter there. Where, where is, uh, where's my beach ball? I need a beach ball. There's a beach ball in the room? Yes. This is interesting. A yes. beach ball? A beach ball. Bowl. Uh, a bowl of beach. A, a bowl, bowl of beaches. Beach. A, 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 <laughs> a, a bowl, bowl of sand. Sitting there with sand. <laughs> a bowl of sand. Yes. Oh, Inspiration. Man. That must have been confusing the first time. Yeah, a little bit, yes. <laughs> we, you we, brought that yourself. <laughs> did have, I did have several problems. Mm, what is that? this? It's a, it's a beach ball, my Angela. Get that out of ball. here. Get, Get that out of here. I is wanted that, a bowl of beach. That, is, that won't inspire me. Oh. Wow. It's all textures, it seems. Mm. The rose petals, the sand. Yeah, Are you like romancing yourself? Interesting. Well, you know, I, <clears throat> to, in order for me to get in the mood to ride, I need to be in the mood to have sex. Oh, Interesting. Yes. So you're sort of yes. making love to the page, I guess. Making uh, love to ideas. Yes, make, making love to myself. Ooh. Also another ritual. Oh, so yeah. you would you would pleasure yourself in order to get the creative juices flowing. And boy, did the juices flow. Oh, wow, that's yeah. incredible. I I have questions about this, but I I just want to let you continue to to reveal your process. Are there more things besides the glitter, the rose petals, the sherry, the deck of cards, removing all the pictures, having a bowl of sand in I, the room? I also needed a ham sandwich. Oh, Ooh, the mm. most exotic yeah. ingredient for yeah. last. Wow. <laughs> yes, the f the food of the Virginia gods. Ham. <laughs> Virginia ham. Can I ask you why the deck of cards? Why did you bring that along with you? It seems like that's antithetical to being productive to have something you, a game you can play. Mm. Well, you know, I would lay the cards out. I would count them. I would say one card, two card, three card, four. Five card, six card, seven card, there's more. <laughs> wow. Eight card, oh, nine card, and so, the, and so the process went. For 52 cards. For yes. 52 cards. I, I could do it for you now, uh, Jared, no, right I, now, if that is what you would want. You, you want to skip to the end, to uh, 49, 50, uh, 51, 52? 49th card, wow. 50th card. 51 cards sitting there majestically. And finally, but not least card, card that makes the deck. <laughs> card that <laughs> saves. Card 52. You are seen. <gasps> And then I would write my book. Uh, <laughs> that's incredible. That's amazing. Every, everything's wow. a poem. Everyone has their process. Everyone has their process. Yes. So you would count out every card from the deck, and then you would begin writing after that. Absolutely. I so, wrote some of my most famous known and well-known. Uh, wait, wait, that's the same thing. <laughs> But when you say it, it sounds different, Maya. It does. It does. Known and well-known. And unknown. It has so uh, much meaning. Sure, it does. Now, so my question is, you say that you did this for every one of your books. Does that include the first book? Every one. So you left the dare, the Truth or Dare session with James Baldwin and the, uh, the editor from Random House, and you went... To McDonald's. To a McDonald's, McDonald's for the dinner party. And then the process began. I went down to the Marriott, Marquis. Ooh. I said, nice. get me one of your finest, cheapest rooms. <laughs> Take away the pictures and bring me everything that we just discussed. Wow. wow. You just knew 
without without any experimentation, without any uh, have ever and having ever done this before, you just knew that this is what your process was going to be. Well, you know, I did go down to it and, and hopped in a trolley car. You know, I love the of trolley course. car. The, the trolley did. car is home for me, and so I, I thought maybe knew. this would be the place to start to begin. But that did not work. Mm. That did not work. And that's also um, for that Marriott hospitality staff. They did quite a job. They got everything you asked for. They really for. did. They really did. You know, I I commend them. I commend them. I want everyone. You, you know, I, I, that's one thing I'd like to plug is the Marianne. Oh, wow. <laughs> they are a sponsor. Yes. Uh, we and, are, uh, I, sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt my Angela, but we got to go uh, back over to Gloria Vanderbilt for just oh, a moment. Oh, okay. Uh, so you wrote three novels in your life. I did, uh, yes. Both of you such- Not dares. Not, not dare. dares. They were not a dare. No. no. I just wrote them. What a shame. Uh, I uh, know. The two of you, such Renaissance women. Yes. Uh, so many different talents, so many different accomplishments. Uh, and I'd love for you to tell us about each of these three novels. Okay. Uh, I have not, I, unfortunately, I've not had a chance to to read them. Oh, so I'm oh. just going to go through okay. and you can tell us what they're about. Exactly. Okay. Here we go. So these are works of fiction by Gloria Vanderbilt. Mm. 1989. Yes. You wrote a book called Never Say Goodbye. Never Say Goodbye. What was the book goodbye. Never Say Goodbye about? Oh, okay. It was, uh, it was about uh, someone with amnesia. And they kept forgetting everything. So everything, they never said goodbye because they never, they were always just saying hello because uh, they kept forgetting what was happening. They, they, they were in an interaction with somebody yes. that and needed to come to an end at some point. Exactly. But they never really, they just kept thinking it was beginning. Oh my God. And they never knew it was ending. How does that book and, end? Oh, then? it just, it ends with. A hello. <gasps> exactly. It ends where it Brilliant. began, so which was a hello. Yes. It was about, yes. And it was, um, it had to do with one of my aunties um, who had amnesia. Of course, a lesbian lover of my mother's. Of course. Exactly. You can't swing a cat without hitting a hitting lesbian lover. Hitting a lesbian lover, lover of Gloria Vanderbilt's mother. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And no, no, no. That was it. So mm -hmm. it's so it's based on her story. Gotcha. And, um, it's a beautiful book, Jerry. <laughs> yes. I have read it. Oh, thank you, Maya. I've no, read all your books. Yeah. Is it your favorite of uh, Gloria Vanderbilt's three three mm, fiction books? Mm, mm. I think the second one is. The second one's your favorite. Oh, here we go. Here's I the thought, second. I would have thought that the third one, but we'll we'll get to there eventually. Okay, let's so get to 1994, it. you wrote another book of fiction called The Memory Book of Star Faithful. <gasps> yes. The Memory Book of Star mm, Faithful. Oh my goodness, that was a fictional account of my time as a Broadway as a Broadway star, but a Hollywood star. Mm. I was on Broadway very briefly. Yes. Of so course. it was. So this is uh, when. I, so Star Faithful was the name of the character mm. and Star Faithful, oh gosh, uh, fucked her way to the top, <laughs> but then got into a fight with a, with a royal and oh uh, exactly, again, fictionally based on me and, and Grace Kelly mm -hmm. and, um, and is ousted from uh, Hollywood. Oh, wow. Exactly. Was this sort of like, you know, you can't really write a tell-all book about how much you hate Grace Kelly or anything and, and uh, uh, what was his name? Irving uh, Gold, uh, Irv, Golden Mayor. Irv Golden Mayor, yeah. yes. And so you have to write this sort of like fictionalized version of it? Exactly. I couldn't name names. Mm. So I made one like, uh, whatever, Star Faithful. Mm -hmm. And I named him um, uh, Irv Mayor Goldwyn. And uh, so that one. Impenetrable. Impenetrable. Nobody could <laughs> trace it back. So I, I put all of my vitriol for Hollywood in that book. Now, before we go on to the third and final book, do, was there any more tea that you spilled in the memory book of Star Faithful about Hollywood oh, that yes. you obviously you had to like change the name or anything oh. other dishes that you had to to spill oh I said I told I, I there's a whole thing at the end of who's gay <laughs> who was gay in Hollywood and I I named names and I told I said everyone who was gay so, so that's wait, not even part of the book it's more at the end it was mostly a phone book yes, it was attached <laughs> To it gave the me book. a phone number, and that was my How favorite part of the them. book. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that so. was the favorite, my favorite part. Exactly. Okay. So that was at the end. So it was yes, wow. a phone book at the end with their phone numbers and contacts. Yeah, Incredible! Exactly. I can't wait to go check that out at the bookstore. Oh, you have to. Now your third oh, book. Oh, we update oh, sorry, go ahead. every every time oh, there's a new, new edition. We update <laughs> with the new celebrities. Oh man, that's that's whoa, yes. man. How. How hot, spicy. Hot, hot, hot. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, and this, is, this last one is my favorite, my mm. personal favorite. In 2009, you wrote a book called Obsession, an Erotic Tale. Yes. Can you please tell us all about this book oh. that you wrote when you were 85 years old? Yes. 
called Obsession an Erotic Tale. Obsession an Erotic Tale. Oh, it is it is based on oh my fuck boy who I had around. Yes. Oh my goodness. He was a little obsessed with me. And <laughs> um and so it is for all of those 85-year-old women out there and their fuck boys. Wait, so this it's, is a fuck boy that you had at 85. Yes. Oh my yes. god. Um named uh uh Tonald. Tonald, what a sexy name. Yes. This may be my new favorite book of yours. (laughs) You'd love it, Maya, yes. But you'd have to wait until you have to be 85 to really enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so it's about me and Tonald. And um, so he was so obsessed with me and um, going down on me. And so... uh, (laughs) Aren't they all? Exactly. And he said, oh my gosh, it smells like Calvin Klein perfume. And that's where the title Obsession came from. No way. Your pussy smells like a Calvin Klein perfume. And, and someone at Calvin Thank Klein you. read that book and was like, we have to name our next perfume. Obsession. Obsession. Exactly. So a little, a little bit of like a, wow. a tunnel is sucking his own dick. That's it. Like a sneaky <laughs> Gloria Vanderbilt change maker. Yes. Wow. Thank I mean so much, Maya. Unbelievable trailblazers here in the studio. Yes. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have oh, for this no. week's episode. This I could do this for another hour two, though, ladies. Two. Have we inspired you? A hundred percent. I want to go home and take a shower oh, cool. and clean this up my a beard a little thing. bit. Yes, a little bit. Take the stink down. Oh, uh, yes. I like to thank my guests, Maya Angelou and Gloria oh. Vanderbilt, for joining yeah. me in the studio today. Uh, last question. Do either of you have any comedy shows that you're a uh, big fan of that you want to tell people about? Oh, Maya and I, we love improv comedy. Oh, That's yeah. something we both agree on all the time. Improv. Improvisation. And we love going to the Magnet Theater on Saturdays at 7.30 for the Armando Diaz Experience. Wow, I hear that's an incredible show. What an experience. Yeah, experience. Wow, so to Check sit out. in that audience, to feel and hear, exactly. but most importantly, laugh. Oh, God, I got uh, chills. I just got chills. Go. I am, of course, your host, Jared Berenstein. You can check out all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. Uh, we are launching our monthly stand-up comedy slash voter registration show on uh, Friday, November 1st at 7 p.m. at the Pitt Theater on the twenty on 24th Street. Uh, that's called Stand Up 2020, and we are pairing up with a bunch of really great uh, not-for-profit voting rights organizations, so come check us out and support. We've got David Cross on the first show. That's very cool. All the information is on the uh, my website jaredbarnstein.com slash calendar and also on the Pitt Theater's website look for Stand Up 2020 buy my book The Kellyanne Conway Technique rate and review the podcast if you're listening to this on the radio all the old episodes are there and they're hilarious new videos on my YouTube channel every Tuesday and if you want to hit us up we are at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org we're here every Monday at 3pm on Radio Free Brooklyn thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week toot toot famous dead people